Hello, cannabis enthusiasts. Gosh, you're a dork. Yeah. Well, party party people? Yeah, mostly party people. This is a South by Southwest one. And yeah. I gotta say, everybody at South by Southwest really seemed to uh, enjoy getting down, we'll say. You almost up. have to there. It's a it's a wild scene. It really was. I, I was... I was not expecting it to be as wild as it was, but we had a blast. Um, actually, one of the cool parties we went to was hosted by Cannabis Now. Excellent yes. publication. Uh, we got to talk to the CEO, Eugenio. He was, he's incredible, actually. So set this one up for us. Yeah, so we went to Cannabis Now's pop-up at South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. So it was on 6th Street, in the heart of everything. In the middle of all the craziness. In the middle of the craziness, and they had a giant LED screen. They had two bars, one upstairs, one di- three bars. Yeah, there was a VIP section. Three bars. That we definitely abused. And a ton of CBD vendors. Yeah. And so we sat down with Eugenio in the green room. Mm-hmm. He's the CEO of Cannabis Now magazine. He has been in business for about 10 years, and the guy knows his shit. He really does. Yeah, he was, he was incredibly informative and incredibly knowledgeable about the uh, cannabis industry, having been in it so long. But also, he's, he's you know, a professional. He, you know, managed a Whole Foods market, started doing some consulting, and then eventually saw the opportunity to start Cannabis Now. So it was really interesting to talk to him. Exactly. He's really smart. He shared with us the history of Cannabis Now and sort of his history, Mm -hmm. and then also dove into industry insights and predictions for the future. Yeah. And if there's anyone that you can kind of think their crystal ball might be functioning. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say it's Eugenio. For sure. So small note, we were on site South by Southwest at this pop-up in the green room and there was a pretty squeaky door next to us. If there was ever a time I wanted like a pocket-sized WD-40, it was in this interview. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, it was bad. You know, it, we think what Eugenio had to say is totally worth listening to a little bit of a squeaky door. So yep. So we apologize for the bad audio ahead of time, but this is a great interview. So we're going to go ahead and uh, kick it off here for you. Enjoy. All right. Smoking joints. Smoking doobies. Smoking doints. Smoking doints. I didn't know which one to say, so it just kind of came out. I I wish everybody could actually see the look on her face when she said that. It's like you discovered a new particle of Adam. <laughs> Smoking doints. Smoking doints. <laughs> Either do or you don't. <laughs> I can't believe I even gave that a laugh. It's <laughs> a good laugh. Time. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to the Mary Jane Experience. Unbiased, unabridged, and most of all, informative. From our mountaintop view here in Colorado, here's how we see the cannabis industry today. Let's look at weed. We're all good? Yep. All right, so what's up, everyone? Strawberry Sequoia here with Casey Jones. How's it going, everybody? And we are here at South by Southwest's first official hemp-focused event put on by Cannabis Now at the venue here on 6th Street in Austin, Texas. 
We have Eugenio Garcia. He's the CEO of Cannabis Now magazine. Eugenio, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Really appreciate it. So let's just kick it right off with your journey into cannabis. What did that look like? How'd you decide to get into cannabis and start Cannabis Now? Well, quite candidly, from an early age, I became aware of cannabis. You want to go all the way back to 1995. <laughs> um, actually, my twin brother was expelled from private school for smoking cannabis. Ooh. And that might have been nice. the first official time where I became aware of the legal or negative ramifications of using cannabis in an environment where you were not supposed to. Mm. So that was my first awareness. Like, okay, this substance is real and people don't like it that much if you use it when you're not supposed to <laughs> and, then, and then throughout high school you know casually as as young people do i was aware of cannabis through college i became a little bit more aware of cannabis but i've always been a fan of its healing properties from a medicinal point of view I've also uh, been always fascinated with the fact that it was so regulated, but didn't really understand the true history behind it. Now, in 2004, I was in the middle of going through political science degree in Montana State University. And Montana legalized cannabis for medicinal purposes. Mm -hmm. And I said, whoa, this is crazy. Like, are we the first? And then I looked into it, and actually California and one other state had also had medical laws on the books oh, wow. and so all the way back in 2004 i became aware that this was becoming legal um, fast forward a few years later 2008 2009 i was a manager at whole foods market so i was uh, highly aware of what a paradigm shift looks and feels like specifically in the organic field yeah Definitely. so that really excited me to be a part of the organic movement healthy eating uh, fortune 500 company um, understanding business, and I started to get some phone calls from some friends who were starting dispensaries. And they said, hey, we're starting dispensaries, we're growers, but we have no idea how to do basic business. So I started consulting. After a little while, they started to ask me, hey, where can we learn about cannabis? Where are the, where's the literature? Where's the media? And at that time, there was no weed maps, there was no Leafly, yeah. all there was was High Times. Yeah. And after looking into it, it turned out that High Times had not pivoted to reflect the growing demographic of the post-prohibition enlightened consumer. Long story short, I connected with some friends from college and one of my roommates, Anna Pittman, who was a, a web developer and a, a gentleman named Todd Heath, who was a designer. And I brought a High Times and a newspaper from Hayton Ashbury in San Francisco that was focused on cannabis that had amazing journalism, but no design. High Times, which had pretty decent design, but not great journalism at the time. And I said, hey, can you make a baby with this if I <laughs> publish it? I'd never been a publisher. Didn't know anything about it. I went and bought a book, How to nice. Publish. And um, one of my very close friends from growing up uh, gave us some seed money. And we put out our first two issues of, of Cannabis Now. Nice. And um, quickly we realized how popular it was. We sent it to Barnes & Noble, which is nationally, you know, national uh, magazine and book chain. And I said, hey, this is the new enlightened magazine for the responsible cannabis user. How many do you want to order? They ordered 4,000. We went nice. national. Wow. And, um, you know, the rest is history. Nice. I love that. It's a very organic startup, which I think is, is great. You saw the need 
and you went for it. You had friends. You know, it wasn't just like I'm trying to make a bunch of money. No, it um, came from a very holistic uh, mission to positively impact the conversation in an effort to give people the entertainment and education they deserve to make good choices for their well-being. And and actually, so we founded the company in 2009, 2010. We're sitting in 2019, mm-hmm. so it's been a decade-long journey of incubation and 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 like, like almost like growing a plant. You have to slowly water the seed and let it grow. And we've been waiting for the industry to catch up to us. And actually, here at South by, this is a moment in time where I can unequivocally say, 100%, the industry has arrived. Yeah. The media is ready. And when you look outside, you see the expression of what those two look like when it comes into perfect harmony. Yeah. Very true. You can see it on the faces <laughs> of all the people here at the event. Absolutely. So with all that in mind, and you touched on it a little bit, but what are the goals of cannabis now? Um, what do you think readers essentially are searching for in a cannabis magazine as well? So that's really a two-part answer. So Cannabis Now is, has developed into a tech, a, a tech media entertainment brand. So in our Cannabis Now 3.0, <laughs> which uh, started as a 1.0 magazine, a 2.0 social media, um, digital website traffic environment, now 3.0, which is we are getting into the brick and mortar game. We are opening a store in Beverly Hills next month. It's a Cannabis Now retail expression where we're gonna be focused on selling CBD and hemp products and cannabis education. Well, a little bit like what's going on outside, but in a more of a retail environment. And um, our goal is to put out content on an international scale and to also provide consumers with the products that are of the highest quality and caliber while collaborating with some of the leaders in the industry. Nice, I I love that. It's exciting to hear about a brick and mortar store knowing that a lot of traditional brick and mortar that we've had in our time is sort of not doing as well. You know, your standard Mm -hmm. malls, but consumers these days are looking for something a little more Spicy. Yeah. Sure. More have you have you heard of uh, a little operation called the Museum of Ice Cream? No. So the Museum of Ice Cream is a bit of a phenomenon. If you Google it, it is a uh, entity that takes over abandoned or long since uh, leased biz- uh, spaces, and they turn it into an experiential. Uh, environment where younger individuals can come in and take social media pictures of themselves in a in a grander than life ice cream environment. So we're talking about sprinkles oh, wow. the size of footballs. I love and, it. Okay. And ice cream cones, <laughs> ten feet for tall. Stoners. Right? Say, yeah. So so, <laughs> what's happening right now in retail is it is shifting from just a place where you go to buy products because guess what you can buy products in a small company called Amazon or. Never heard of it? Never heard of it. (laughs) So what retailers are now doing, which actually had a a bit of of a flavor from Whole Foods. When you walk into a Whole Foods market, it's a bit of an experience. It's true. It's not the the fluorescent light of Mm. the traditional place. It's not the the no service. You walk in, there's people ready for you. You get this texture and the smells and the sights and the sounds. And and that is the way that retail is going to end up 10 years from now. 
Definitely. You, you really, yeah. unless it is a pure function of something that's a block away and it's just easier to walk down the block than order it online, you will be going to retail environments that educate you, give you experiential uh, uh, excitement, and also, by the way, you can pick up whatever hard good you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. so you're going a little more experiential yourself with your retail experience. Absolutely, experience. It, it, it will be it will be a retail environment that is education and experiential focused. Nice. Well, we'll Very definitely cool. have to visit. I was going to say, well, <laughs> next stop on the tour. There it is. So another question for you um, is just how, and you know, maybe we sort of covered this a little bit. Is how you differ from the other publications that are out there on cannabis when we in first particular. when we first started cannabis now there was no other magazines besides high times um, mm -hmm. there are still a very limited amount of magazines that are nationally distributed now there's about four or five and we are still the only lifestyle cannabis magazine that's fully distributed we actually enjoy exclusive distribution in 58 airports nationwide through hudson news um, but if you're just talking about pure paper magazines, there's about 150 of them. Probably in Denver, there's 15. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, Sensi. Local Sensi ones. Yeah, definitely. But really when it comes down to the magazine and how it's different is, uh, number one, the content. The content is curated by an amazing team of editors. And, and really, because we are still a bit of a smaller company, everybody curates the magazine together. But we have a very strong um, editorial leadership with um, our senior editor, Ellen Holland, and our associate editor, Julia Clark-Riddle. And they really bring an enlightened approach. So it's a pair of making sure that we are not a stoner-focused magazine with also very, very highly curated um, um, investigative journalism. And, and you just can't find that anywhere else. Well, speaking hmm. of investigative journalism, what do you find to be some of the biggest issues in the cannabis industry today? Access, number one. Definitely. You can't get it. We're in Texas. If you technically uh, are in possession of THC in Texas, you can be thrown in jail. Yeah. Number one biggest problem, uh, access to not just cannabis but CBD. Uh, with the recent uh, Farm Bill Act, with the recent Farm Bill Act, uh, hemp is now legal. However, the CBD laws are still gray in many states. Yeah. Um, number two, still education. People still do not know the X, Ys, and Zs of what the plant is, how they can find the plant, how they can use the plant, how it will affect them. A lot of that also has to do with science. Science is catching up from 60 years of not being able to test the plant. Yeah, so seriously. it is happening and money is pouring into this space to help accelerate the learning and the science and the distribution of it. But I feel like we're still five years away from truly catching up to maybe where the pharmaceutical companies are or the big brands of the world, the Nikes, the, the Budweiser's, um, you know, I'll, I'll say big tobacco just because they're the camel cigarettes are yeah. a big brand name and they've spent hundred years curating it. Hopefully cannabis will come out as a product that doesn't, uh, well, definitely it's a product that doesn't kill you, but it will come out as something that you can use for a, uh, for lack of a better word, recreational. You know, mm -hmm. want to relax, smoke yeah. a joint, go play some golf, watch a movie, but also has tremendous medicinal benefits. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Certainly. And Casey Jones, your favorite question. <laughs> so I, I, I've noticed you've actually used um, the 10-year and 5-year reference. So when we're wrapping up an interview, um, because 
you are so knowledgeable of the industry. You've been in it for almost a decade, we just mentioned. Using your knowledge, what is your one-year, five-year, and 10-year industry outlook as a whole, and then your prediction for cannabis now? One year from now, I do anticipate we will see a few more milestones, aka New York City is about to legalize cannabis on a state and New York City level. Um, so many, uh, some other states will, will, will transition out of the medical and into the adult use. Mm -hmm. uh, five years, whether we have, uh, even if Trump gets elected again, next administration, I do believe, yeah. will. Uh, legalized cannabis, either either through through pressuring legislation or doing executive power. Uh, on a federal le level, the U.S. will join the rest of the momentum of the global community and have a much different stance on the plant. Ten years from now, hemp will catch up. Hemp as a resource for for ropes, for uh, CBD benefits, for for food, uh, mm -hmm. for all for clothing. As an industrial product. Just overall, As an industrial product. We forget that, that coming way back into the 1500s, we were using hemp for every single sail and every single uh, ship that Henry VIII was sailing across you know, the ocean to attack the French. I mean, it was a cornerstone of industry, and it's going to take time to get that, this plant back into circulation. But it, it truly is one of the most, I mean, if you think about THC, awesome. Like, that's going to be something amazing. But when you think about the, the varietal that makes um, industry possible, it's going to eclipse the THC industry. And, and 10 years from now, it's going to be pretty exciting to see where that ends up. Well, I hope so. I, I like it. I've, we've always said I, we, we think hemp really is the future in that industrial space. So. Yeah. We're right on board today. It. Cannabis now. There you go. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, there Perfect. you have it, folks. That's Eugenio of Cannabis Now. And thank you so much for this interview and for your insights and for having us at this killer event. Yeah. Uh, here at South by Southwest. Thank you very much. You're Appreciate very it. welcome. How can we find Cannabis Now for those who haven't found it other than the cannabisnow.com or at Cannabis Now on Instagram. Perfect. Excellent. We'll Google use, it. Yeah. <laughs> subscri yeah just Google it. You can subscribe and we will ship you magazines for sure. <laughs> done and done. Perfect. Sweet. Thank you. Seriously, thank, thank you, you so guys. much. Um, appreciate you meeting you. Video. And yeah. we'll, like, we'll send you all the links and all the fun stuff. Okay. And uh, have fun. party here at South by Southwest, so yeah, this is, this is to be a part of that. First well. class through and through, no joke. So. Yeah, we're drinking CBD cocktails as we speak. There we go. So we're going to go have a couple of CBD cocktails, enjoy the party. Um, that was Eugenio with uh, Cannabis Now. Uh, we are the Mary Jane Experience. As always, you can find us on MaryJaneExperience.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Reddit. Podbean, we got up and running this week, so definitely check us out on Podbean. Great resource for all your podcast needs, as well as anywhere else you get podcasts. And Thank be a you, blog as with always. A link to all of this information, yes, we will on our website, MaryJaneExperience.com. Thanks again. Good night, stoners. Peace <laughs> out, potheads. That's just gotta be our exit. That's our new sign off. <laughs> okay, let's go uh, drink some CBD. There we go. Very much. <laughs>